Hi there, I'm Mike Pereira, and he's Michael Clark. Together we're the hosts of Mid-Credit Scene, a podcast about movies. And this is a Mid-Credit Minute, a kind of bonus mini-episode where we talk about big, important things, like snacks, double features, and more. In this episode, we're talking with Dave Meehan and Tom O'Connor from the Sound Effect Podcast. Different take. If you get a chance to uh, uh, curate a double feature at, uh, at your local independent theater, and I know we're three of us here, KW, Dave, you're in Ottawa. I don't know what the independent theater in Ottawa is. Although uh, the guys it. who own the Apollo are just part purchased just bought, uh, the just, Bytown. Yeah, the Bytown. As a former resident of Ottawa, uh, the Bytown was, uh, was my haunt. So Mayfair well, is great. But, also the Mayfair, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Bytown was was where I would end up. Yeah, Mayfair is my end of the city, so it's a little closer. Right on. All yeah. right. Well, so uh, you get to curate a double feature. Uh, <clears throat> what 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 two movies are you picking, and why? Uh, I bounced around with a couple choices because I, I always love the the franchises where the the first one is great and the second one is great too. So uh, thinking like Alien, Aliens. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Terminator 1, Terminator 2, Underworld 1, Underworld 2. I love yeah. just to sit there and like, ah, now we continue the story. Uh, but I'm going to go with, uh, I'm going to say Blade and then the first Iron Man. Because in the middle, I would get up on stage and I would explain to everyone why Blade is so important to the Marvel Universe. Because <laughs> Marvel was basically bankrupt at the time and Blade saved the Marvel Universe. That is why we, that is why, and I would point to all the nerds in the audience, and I would say, that is why you have the MCU, you bunch of trolls. Yeah. I, by the way, I get this lecture every single time I'm at his house. But, uh, <laughs> but you're not gonna, you're not gonna suddenly blindside them with, oh, and no, it's not Iron Man, it's Passenger Fifty Seven because Wesley Snipes, <laughs> and the soundtrack. <laughs> That's right. uh, when you're having the superhero conversation, there's nothing more frustrating than someone saying like, well, you know, X Men was the first uh, comic book movie. It's like, well, hold on, hold on. <laughs> Superman was the first uh, superhero movie, but Blade got there long before x-men and for the marvel movies yeah that's right yeah that's and right. i mean really batman 89 is kind of the thing that legitimizes comic book yeah. movies as like not batman 1960s but also like yeah legitimize <laughs> it but also killed it too like yeah just, by that by that batman and robin one. batman yeah. and robin mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. By that batman one, forever that was- that might People be the top were... f- top five worst films of all time for me. By and, and still, it's kind so of, bad. And has still kind of tainted that whole side of superhero movies because everything mm-hmm. is continuing to try and live up to Batman. And, right, and, right. and that like that was the whole Justice League problem was that they the the producers just kept getting scared. And every time they wanted to make another movie, they're like, "But Batman has to be in it because Batman's the one that makes the money." So, right. Yeah. Now well, and I also thought it, it went to the, it, it also made the universe dark, right? All the comic yeah. book movies had to be dark because the minute we showed any sort of fun, we were skating toward that Batman and Robin, you yeah. know, pitfall, yeah. right? I will say, like, I mean, I think I think Marvel has done an awesome job of, of elevating that genre into, into something. Like, it, it can be fun and it can be artful. It can have dramatic moments balanced against comedic moments. Like I think they've really kind of 
it, it's it's like arrived as a as a as a genre on its own that's that's well beyond what it whatever it was a long time ago, right? And you don't need to make it insanely dark just to to make it a good film. Um, uh, every time, every time a Marvel, I watch a Marvel movie, I'm like, that's it, I'm done with comic book <laughs> movies. And then I remember saying that one time, and then I saw the Thor Ragnarok trailer, yeah. and I'm like. Damn you, Taika Waititi! <laughs> oh, absolutely! I just watched that tonight with my with my uh, my oldest. We've been watching the whole Marvel series, and we watched that one. And I was like, "This is just—it's so good. It's just stellar. too much fun." Yeah, and absolutely. Yeah, it's just so great. And I, at least you're getting—you know—say what you will about superhero movies and how their impact on the theater is. At least you got someone from, like Taika going, yeah, I'm going to make a couple of superhero movies, but then I'm going to go make uh, Jojo Rabbit. And now yeah. he's going to be like his latest one looks amazing with uh, our our flags mean death. Yeah. And it's like a pirate parody kind of. It right. looks awesome. Yeah. So, and then you got Chris Evans going to Knives Out and things like that. Like just, yeah, at least they can do that. They get their money and then they can go do these other things. This does right. inherently remind me, though, of the uh, the discussion in uh, I think it's Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back, where like Matt Damon's like, "I'm telling you, man, you got to do like the blockbuster, and then you go do like the art house film." Or no, Ben Affleck saying that, and then yeah. Matt Damon just looks at me and goes, "And when do you do Reindeer Games?" Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think, Shut up, uh, man. <laughs> I, think, I think a Blade One and Blade Two. Uh, deserve recognition for chris christopherson's performance at the very least like those are Hell yeah terrific films but christopherson's performance has got to be a top 10 performance in a superhero movie and just maybe oh, a top 10 performance in any movie is <laughs> his role as whistler and just like the the blatant way in the second one that they just bring him back from the dead with like very little shits given uh it's yeah just that's spectacular. right no found him <laughs> he's back <laughs> but yeah, uh, yeah like i mentioned that i mentioned the music earlier he has one of those best scenes where the music's going and it builds up and then stops and he delivers the the line catch you fuckers at a bad time and yeah. then it just explodes that's music in a movie yeah anyway oh, that's Tom, awesome man you answer Tom, your question uh so my double bill i i kind of went from from serious to not so serious so i was thinking cool. uh Either uh, her, which is one of my favorite movies uh, of the last couple of years, and Social Network. Yeah, I'm mm -hmm. really gonna dark take on uh, on the social world. But then I thought that would be a long five hours. So then I went with uh, Mighty Wind and Spinal Tap, which I thought would just be a uh, nice. Uh, which I thought worked well with the sound effect podcast and our yeah. and our uh, our musical thing that we that we like to do. So. Yeah, Plus you can never watch Spinal Tap too many times. No, no. not at all. Not at I all. I love Spinal Tap. That actually, you know, I mean, well, I will. We'll, I'll throw in a random follow-on question for each of you: Is, uh, you know, do you have a favorite movie that is about music, like a Spinal Tap, for example? Like, not a documentary, but like a movie that's about yeah. music. Yeah. Um, I, I love, absolutely love, and we talked about soundtracks earlier. I don't know how I forgot this one. I absolutely love Nick and Nora's Infinite Playlist. Uh, mm. I think it's I think it's a really underappreciated love story. I think it's super cute. Uh, I love the whole premise that 
we're not really sure what's more important this couple coming together or them finding this band i just think is great i just think because that's that's kind of for me as a music lover it's the whole you know i still remember years ago meeting my wife and chatting to her on the dance floor at phil's grandsons here in waterloo and then going uh, oh, sorry, I got to go dance because the song's really good. And like kind of leaving her. And that, yeah. that to me is Nick and Nora. Yeah. It's like this, this like love between music and them. So that that one is probably up there for me. I absolutely adore if we're, if we're not talking about documentaries. That one's really good. There was also a really good one. That's name is slipping my mind right now, but Ireland a couple of years ago. And it was the same premise. This this kid who's in love with a girl. Oh, uh, but he's also like yeah. just he's he's like just devouring his brother's music at the time and he's trying to start a band and anyways that was a really good one too but I, I Nick and Nora it's definitely Nick and Nora I don't even know why I'm thinking about it David what about uh, you all great yeah Nick and Nora is a good one yeah um doc, music documentaries yeah uh I just finished watching the documentary on the Canadian power trio Triumph uh by the guys from uh banger canadian producers and they also did the rush documentary which i really enjoy of course mm -hmm. um documentary like the last waltz which is a concert movie but also yeah. with some uh background stuff there was this great if for a non-documentary though there was this great movie of, uh, it was like 22 years ago uh, it was called groove and it's basically the story of a night uh i forget where it was i think it might have been in la or something but it was basically it's it's just uh, about the rave scene in the mm -hmm. uh, late '90s, early 2000s. So it's it's about this get, everything you go through to put on a rave. You've got okay, someone's got to get the food. We got to find a spot. We got to get the electrical working. We got to hide it from the cops. And it's everybody from different parts of the city, different uh, different cultures, all coming together to have this party. Uh, the one notable guy in it is an actor named Hamish Linkletter. He, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. seen him in a ton of stuff right i think the last thing he was in i was just checking his uh, uh midnight mass on netflix uh was latest his latest tv show but he's been in tons of stuff and uh that was the first time I was his that was his first acting credit and it was my wife turned me on to that because it was about the techno and rave scene mm -hmm. and really worth it's a fun movie to just check out and it's there's nothing it's just that you're you're along for the ride you know, yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, it's it's all about getting to the rave at 1 a.m. That's when things start and going till the sun up. Nice. Or the or the cops crash it. Uh, I I like the Wikipedia entry for this movie because they have snuck Nick Offerman on in at the very end of the cast list. Oh, is that uh, right? This movie was made in 2000. I can only assume that he was one a baby when he made this movie, and he, he probably has one line. <laughs> and, I, uh, and to be to be honest, I don't even rem remember him in it. I yeah. I hadn't I did I didn't know him until Parks and Rec, obviously. Yeah, I, I'm gonna bet if we had looked at this entry uh, before Parks and Rec was on, his name would not be on this cast list. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right, right, exactly. No, but it's the two things I remember is Hamish Linkletter who hasn't really aged much uh yeah. since since then and if you check out his imdb page he's he's been a busy guy in a lot of stuff a great show he was in marvel show called legion uh, a couple yeah. years ago another another great uh tv show with a fantastic soundtrack and i always remember the picture on the cover of this thing a guy holding a disco ball on the subway <laughs> that's oh, yeah. awesome. you know what, I, funny I like enough that. that's i i kind of remember that image yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, I'll, 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 Mike, do you have one? 
Favorite movie about music? Favorite movie about music. There was, it's not my favorite, but it's the one that immediately comes to mind. It's from the early 90s, and it starred John Cusack and Tim Robbins. As guys oh, who uh, tape heads? Tape heads. Yeah. Uh, I had that on DVD for years for some reason. Um, and I also really like the first Pitch Perfect movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, yeah. Another one of those movies that like introduced me to a bunch of songs because my musical knowledge is usually about 15 years out of date. Um, <laughs> and as just like a, a, like a gentle comedy uh, about singing. Um, uh, I quite quite enjoyed that. Um, and then I don't know, like that thing you do, Tom Hanks. Yeah, oh, yeah. great movie, great, 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 yeah. great one. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. A, I think uh, I think mine. Uh, well, I, possibly two. High Fidelity would be one. Oh, oh great movie. I was yeah. I was waiting for that. I was going to say, oh, I forgot High Fidelity too. Yeah, great, great which movie. which ostensibly kind of isn't about music but it's about music yeah. uh the other one though that i i it, when anybody says a movie about music that immediately comes to my mind a movie i love called uh 24 hour party people oh yeah yeah, yeah. The factory record scene. The factory so record fun. scene mad manchester uh it's so it's, it's much fun steve coogan in that film is amazing the way they break yeah. the fourth wall constantly in it it's a it's an absolutely delightful movie <laughs> I, what i was loved about that was the the happy Mondays being played up as almost like these moronic kids. Like I just, I thought that they're comedic. Like it was like, we need some comedy. Let's just make the happy Mondays. And I just thought that was fantastic. Yeah. That's something I love when a musician will show up in a movie or a TV show and play against type. Um, we we just finished watching Only Murders in the Building, the Steve Martin mm-hmm. oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, Martin yeah. short, and Stings in a couple episodes. Oh yeah, the Stings. And part is and great it's about. just like, I, like they must just have so much fun playing with their personas and uh, having a chance well, to yeah. like, yeah, 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 sure. and not music, but I mean the whole show extras was that right? Like every yeah. single episode was just. <laughs> Yeah, like people playing these horrible versions of themselves, and you're right. just like, "That is, that is so good." That you like the Elton John singing, <laughs> uh, singing, you know, little fat man to him in the middle it's of Bowie. a bar. It's like yeah. that. Bowie, you know, Bowie, 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 Bowie. Yeah. Bowie. So it's just like that is fantastic, man. That's pa- just Patrick fantastic. Stewart is a sex maniac. Was yeah, yeah, yeah favorite of all <laughs> the campers. Star Trek, really? Yeah. You haven't heard of it? Cheap. Yeah. <laughs> great. <laughs> great stuff. <laughs> That's no, awesome. good, good choice there at the end. Twenty-four hour, but still quotable. So many great yeah. lines. In that oh movie. my god, uh, that that movie is just a gem, man. Like Michael yeah. Winterbottom, Steve Coogan. If you've ever watched any of the trip stuff they've done, I love, uh, yeah. love the yeah. trip. Yeah. Love the trip. Like uh, I, I always go back to the Rob Brydon and uh, him that when they when they're competing uh, impersonations of Michael Caine. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh yeah. <laughs> That's it's episode it's episode two of the first season of the trip yeah. is I can watch that over just them at Long Flume just sitting there back and forth doing the imperson the James Bond impersonations. Yeah, yeah. So that's funny. where I, that's where I fell in love with Steve Coogan and went back and found Twenty Four Hour Party People. So yeah, uh, it was awesome. Yeah, no, it's fantastic. Uh, well, this was great, guys. This, this was, was so much fun. fun. Yeah, yeah. too much fun. Don't miss our full chat with Dave and Tom about music and the Academy Awards on Midtown Radio or anywhere you get your podcasts. The show can be found on Twitter and Instagram at Scene. 
We'll see you at the movies. <laughs>